Good afternoon, everybody. This is George T. Uh, getting the opportunity to sit and talk with more individuals at the TAPSCON 2022 in Waco, Texas. Uh, man, it's been a great one already. I just love being able to go in and sit and listen to people who motivate you and talk to you and give you great ideas about things. Try to help us be better coaches, help us be better athletic directors, um, but also spend the time where we can um, navigate ourselves around and meet new people and new faces. And I have that pleasure of doing that, although I've heard of this gentleman we're going to be talked to and to know if his uh, dynasty and all the good things that happened there. We actually never really sat down and talked a whole lot until we broke some bread yesterday, eating some fish and some shrimp, and uh, I don't know, uh, we had a few things. Uh, so uh, I would like to welcome in to, um, to Teague's Take right now, Carlos Enrico. Um, he is a longtime TAPS person. He's been at Central Catholic, or was at Central Catholic for many, many years. Now he's here, he's gonna be presenting at TAPSCon um, on some things. So what, why don't you tell us about that too? You, you got a session that you're gonna be talking on. What, what well, I, I did it last year. Steve called me and uh, uh, asked me if I would uh, do something in San Antonio and, uh, and, uh, and to help him out. And I got a, I got a lot of college guys to come and speak to and uh, so uh, he basically called and said hey look there are a lot of people asking for you and I'm like oh, don't lie to me man <laughs> so, so uh, I said yeah I'll do it so uh, uh, I mean I, I like coming back to things like this because I get to see guys that I was in the business with athletic directors that are still here that I've known for years and camaraderie with these guys and catching up with them, uh, just like, uh, what's his name yesterday, uh, Jeff, Jeff, you know, and uh, I just saw Andy Zillman from uh, Lynch and mm -hmm. I was like, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, anyway, I, I, I love doing this. So how'd you get started in your, your coaching world? Because I don't know how long it's actually been for you, but. You know, how'd you get, how'd you know you want to be a coach? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I, I uh, it was just a passion of mine. I, I, I had a good, I got, had good role models, uh, high school coach. Uh, I had good coaches. And uh, when they talked about, uh, in the first session, they talked about, you know, you remember your first coach, and I do. It was, uh, and he's a big he was a big influence in my my life. He was a he was a Marine, mm. and uh, I was six years old, and I was on his baseball team. And he taught me: number one, you didn't come late to practice. Number two, you put in hard work. And I became that kid that was the first one there and the last one to leave. And I used that throughout my coaching career. And matter of fact, his his son is my neighbor now and uh, yeah and uh, he's a big dog with the Houston convention I, I was telling Steve hey you ever want to use this to go to Houston my neighbor will hook you up <laughs> and uh, he was like I will so uh, anyway that when I got into coaching I uh, I uh, I couldn't believe after my 40 years that it went by so fast number one and I got paid for having fun. 
that was the main thing. I had a great time. I had a great rapport with uh, ADs, with coaches. That's what I miss the most, you know, the rapport with the coaches and, and the great times we used to have. And, of course, the kids, you know, but, hey, life goes on. So your first sport was was it in cross country or? Well, you know, yeah, football? I was a, I, I, my first contract. <laughs> Oh my God, George, you're not going to believe this. Uh, <laughs> it was in 1976, okay? I, I was the, I coached cross country, assistant track, assistant football, and they gave me $200 extra stipend to do the laundry. <laughs> Which... Oh my God, that was a mistake because uh, I did the laundry every day. I mean, it was uh, so. And I and I will tell you this, George. When I became the AD, the first thing I did was I got rid of the the washer and the dryer. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so that, that that's the honest guy truth. But uh, I that's that's how I did it, and and uh, I started moving up the ranks. You know, as uh, I I went to a lot of uh, seminars, uh, coaching clinics, and uh, and then I had head coaches that I was under that I learned a lot of football. And one of them was Sonny Detmer. I, I have to, Sonny Detmer was a guru as far as throwing the ball. And I got in his hit pocket for two years. He was at Central. And uh, I learned a lot of football from Sonny Detmer. So what, what do you think about that? What would you tell, you know, you got all the wisdom now, you've done it, you're retired. What, what do we have to tell our new or our younger folks or people that are just still in it on the importance of continuing to learn and be educated about their sport or the field about different things. The, the thing that I see the most, George, is, is this, is that young coaches, they don't have the patience. They want to be a head coach right away. Mm. And I could have had that opportunity. Uh, they offered me the head job, but I wasn't ready. So I, I wasn't ready because I knew more offense than defense. So I, I asked the new head coach to put me on the defensive side so I can, I can learn. And uh, so I waited my time, it was 11 years. You know, I put in 11 years and then uh, when that happened, there was a coaching change and they asked me to be the head coach and athletic director and I jumped on it. I was ready then. Nice. So I took my time. But young coaches, I will tell them this. You don't know it all. You go and you, if you coach offense, you go to the defensive meetings because you want to know what they're doing against offenses. If you're a defensive guy, you go to the offensive meetings. You go see what they're spread and, and the RPOs and all that. You learn that. And then get a mentor and you go to these clinics, the, the I learned more football after the clinic at happy hours or whatever. I would bring napkins and they would draw on, on the napkin, napkins. And I would take that napkin and put it in my pocket. And man, these, these defensive guys were geniuses. And I got to know them in San Antonio. And, and man, I, met, I was at the bar with them. And they were drawing. And I go, hey, how would you stop this? And they would draw it up. And the more they drank, the more they told me. So I, the more uh, you were working on your offensive plan. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know. And and uh, so uh, keep learning every day. You learn. 
more football. And the number one thing, if you're going to be a head coach, is don't ever forget special teams. To me, special teams was the number one thing as a head coach. Mm -hmm. I always did special teams first. And you know why? Because the kids are attentive. They're not as tired. I always did special teams first. And I learned that from a very successful head coach. He told me, coach, this is not going to sound good, but you got to do special teams first. Mm -hmm. And he says, you, they're fresh. They understand. They're not as, they're attentive. He says, it's not later on in practice when they're tired. So and they, uh, and then, then you put in the kicking game. They're like, what the heck? You know, let's, let's hurry up, coach. Let's go. So I did that. And as a, I would tell all young coaches, if you're going to be a head coach, don't forget special teams. Do it first. That's awesome. That's yeah. good stuff. Uh, I 100% agree with you. you. You have to keep time. you got to be good at all, yeah. all phases of football. So Central Catholic. Your journey, was that the only school you were at, or how did you actually Well, it, yeah, it yeah. was, and, and I started, was pretty successful, and I was a little, I told myself this, you know, when I got the head job, I said, I'm going to win a state championship. That was my goal, and I wrote it down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win a state championship in four years, and we did. Nice. And, and, and it was, a, I mean, I had a good team. I mean, they were good. I, you know, I, back in 1990, I was running the run and shoot. Mm -hmm. and not many people were doing it right. and uh, we had receivers we had quarterbacks and uh, we were small and the teams we were playing were big and uh, matter of fact our defense was called the IBMs itty bitty Mexicans <laughs> <laughs> but anyway oh that's funny <laughs> yeah that, that is uh, but, but the guy who ran my defense was a uh, was an NFL player and uh he he was an all-american in new mexico state and uh he was a graduate of the school and uh you know he's he passed away from cancer but he's he's looking down right now going yeah coach it was me i gave him that name so i still remember that so oh, but, and then i had offers and coach it was always about the money it really was yeah. i told my wife honey they want me here at this school, I could be making $10,000 more. She always put me down to her. She would go, honey, are you happy where you're at? And I would be like, you know what, I am. She goes, don't worry about the money. Because she was a, uh, she was a teacher too, and, but mm -hmm. she was in, and, and uh, because of her, I mean, I, I wanted to, she was from the Valley, she was from Brownsville. And I was offered an offensive coordinator's job in McAllen, which was close to her hometown. And I was going to take it so, you know, she followed my career. I was going to take it so she can be closer to her family. But, and I would have been making up. Oh. Now that job was like 14000 more. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, she told me the same thing. So every time we had success, I would always, my name would come up on jobs and they would call me and... You know, and I turned them down. Mm -hmm. So tell me, because I don't know exactly where the school's located. We got a lot of listeners across the country that maybe sometimes they move in. Maybe they're moving into San, San Antonio um, and looking for a place to go. Where, where you know, we're we're right smack downtown San Antonio. Okay. The school was was 1852. 
Oh, wow. Yes, that's how old the school is. Yeah, and in downtown San Antonio. And we're landlocked now. Uh, you know, uh, we got all the athletic facilities. Our baseball field is the only thing that is not, we can't fit it on the campus. It's 14 miles down, mm -hmm. uh, going uh, down south uh, of, San, of the school. And uh, so uh, it's run by a, a order uh, that runs St. Mary's University. They're called the Mariness. And uh, we have a good rapport with St. Mary's and uh, uh, a lot of our kids do go from Central to St. Mary's and, and keep that Mariness thing going. So uh, it's a good education. I mean, what keeps our school, the strongest thing about our school is the alumni. The alumni are tight. They, uh, a lot of fundraisers, they, uh, they help keep the school going. Mm -hmm. So that's the main thing. No, that's good. That's good. It is a wonderful school. Yeah. I do encourage anyone if they need to. If you're ever in the area and you want to shoot by, you probably can go down there and see a, uh, the new statue they're building of Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, 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 they built a new gymnasium. And I told them, I wanted, they asked me, I said, I want the fourth stall in the, in the restroom named after me or whatever. And they didn't, they didn't, they actually, some parent, put in a lot of money and they named the coach's office after me, yeah, which is close to my heart because I was a coach's guy. You, you, know, you know what? And I know I was kidding about that, but it's when you've been in a place that long, the impact that you've had on the school, um, you know, from growth, we even had the opportunities to talk about what fundraising is like and when you're trying to have to build things. Right. And, you know, you had a very big impact on that school. And I'm sure you still do um, now. And so it's well, they, they when I retired, they, they, they gave me, they made me athletic director emeritus. Emeritus, that's right. And, and, they, and I have my own parking space, like the first one right there. That's awesome. And, uh, I, and you know, I was very appreciative uh, of what the school did for me. And uh, now they have a new president. Mm -hmm. I coached him. So he's, uh, he asked me a lot of questions. So anyway, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be helping them out any way I can. No, that's so, pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. And you, you've done a lot to help our organization as well because you've been here over the growth of TAPS when it was small and Salado. We were and, the uh, first We were the first school from San Antonio. Mm -hmm. uh, the old TCIL was 1996. I called all the coaches in and I said, they... Uh, what do you think of moving the taps? And, you know, we had mixed deals. So I, I started making calls. I, I was calling all my buddies all over the place and uh, that were in taps and they were saying, go for it. So we were the first school to make the big jump. Oh, wow. And then everybody followed suit. Yeah. Yes. Trendsetters. Baby. Yeah, well, Trendsetters. Uh, well I, I was tired of driving all the way to Beaumont from San Antonio. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. you know, and and that was we got a we had a local uh, uh, district where we didn't have to travel that much and 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 my association with taps grew as uh as they found out that how how we were so involved with taps and then it just it just grew yep. so and I, I, I love it I, I, that was the best move I made That's right. really 
Okay, so last thing, I'll wrap this up. Why don't you tell the people how, you know, if they wanted to look at the school online or something, do you know the website? Or I think it's www.cchs.org. All right. Okay, All right. but. George, don't quote me. No, okay. Wait, wait. You quote yourself. You'll be out there. I'll try to find it, make sure we put it in the yeah, post yeah. Um, somewhere. But man, it, you know, it's been a pleasure just to, to be able to talk to you. And, and you know, I, I'd encourage anyone, I'm sure he would take your call or your email or something if you could track him down. But he has so much wisdom and knowledge about growth. The thing that I learned from you yesterday was just talking about developing relationships and how you have to do things outside of the norm right. to really help an organization, a school, an individual, or something. Um, and I think we forget that. Uh, and it's refreshing to hear from you know, gentlemen and ladies um, like yourself that have that type of knowledge and wisdom that you can share with us um, all the time and remind us to get grounded and right. Um, right. remember it's about people. It is. That's all it's all about, George. That, you hit it right on the head. It's all about relationships with not only coaches, ADs, officials. It's, it's relationships, parents, everything's relationships. So you build that relationship and guess what? Just like the speaker spoke today, Rob did. It's all about trust. And once they trust you, they, they, can, they can pick up that phone anytime and give you a call. So. Well, there we have it. We got another great edition here at TAPSCON 2022, being able to talk to Carlos Enrico with so much knowledge. I, I probably need to have him back on for a full episode um, because there's a lot of things that we could dive into that probably will help a lot of us if we just sit and talk about different all aspects like he just hit on um, a little bit there at the end. So thank you again. Thank Carlos, you, George. And, I appreciate uh, it. We will. Hope that you have a rest, uh, a great convention here for the rest of the time, and I will probably try to be in touch to see if I can get you back on for another edition of Teeks. Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good.